You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jimmy Garoppolo uh, and the 49ers uh, have basically said to each other, hey, it's all good. You don't need to show up to the mandatory mini camps that are going on right now, which obviously has a trickle-down effect. You got Jimmy Garoppolo having the, the shoulder surgery in the offseason. He hurt his thumb. He hurt his shoulder. He elected to have surgery about a month or so after the season. And so with all of these uh, mandatory camps and things that are going on right now, I think it was best, um, and the organization said so to Jimmy Garoppolo, hey, it's okay, bud. You don't got to show up. And, and I think that's a good decision on everyone's behalf, both John Lynch, and we'll get to him in a minute, Kyle Shanahan for Jimmy Garoppolo for his sake, and obviously for Trey Lance. We'll get to that in just a moment. But Jimmy Garoppolo is due to obviously make a ton of money right now this year, unless that they can move off of him, uh, the 49ers that is, if they can either work out some sort of a trade where they eat some of the money, maybe there's a release and a $7.5 million bonus that they would pay him out upon said release. We don't know. He can't throw right now. He's still rehabbing. And so to have him just show up to the facility and create the kind of circus that that has all in itself, probably best for everybody for him to just stay away. So I'm okay with that. I have no issue with Jimmy Garoppolo not coming in. And what that has done to our guy Trey Lance, if you're a 49er fan that believes in Trey Lance, is that's given him all of the responsibility, all of the autonomy to kind of run this entire team and run these practices and soak up those reps. This is a valuable time for him to earn his spot as a leader amongst these players. You're hearing lots of guys like Trent Williams and George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk speak about the, the maturity level of Trey Lance on the offensive side of the ball. Then you're hearing from the defensive guys, Jimmy Ward and Nick Bosa. Different people say, hey, you know, uh, he looks fantastic in practice and he just looks like a totally different guy from year one to year two. We know that quarterbacks from year one to year two take a massive step forward. At least that's what the, the progressing ones hope. And so this is a valuable time for Trey Lance to get kind of a full run. And then just from a standpoint of, of working different situations, industries, environments that I have over the years, there's nothing worse than the guy that you're going to hopefully replace standing amongst your peers and still being buddy-buddy chums with them. And so I think there's something to be said for Jimmy just not being there right now. And I think that's giving Trey Lance an opportunity to develop early returns on Trey Lance at the OTAs is that he's in full command. Obviously, there's been a lot made of his throwing. He addressed that, said, hey, you know, me and Kyle really don't talk about my throwing motion. I've worked with my throwing motion with my quarterback coach down in Southern California. So that's a good thing because even Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, you know, these guys are in year 15, 20. They're still working on their mechanics. So that's a good thing. But Trey Lance apparently looks really, really good. Now it's seven on sevens. It's not what we expect for real training camp come late July, early August, but this is a progression for him. He's 
thread the needle apparently in the red zone practices and drills. Looks really good. He completed a couple of 40-yard bombs uh, by all accounts. Now, a lot of the uh, seven-on-seven drills can't be recorded, so we're not seeing some of this stuff. So you're hearing it secondhand from a lot of the beat writers that I trust. People that I've talked to in the building are telling me the kid looks very, very polished and very refined. And, of course, there's going to be some growing pains. Um, he's still working on, on throwing spirals. I just want everyone to know about the spiral thing. Peyton Manning played 18 years in the NFL at arguably the highest level that you can at the cerebral level and threw wobbly ducks in his entire career. Now, I expect Trey Lance to clean that up. You'd like to throw a nice tight spiral. But uh, as you learn touch, nuance, as you rework your mechanics, the, the fundamentals of throwing the football, I expect him to clean those things up. And there's going to be some growing pains. But I think this is a valuable time for him to earn his respect of his teammates and then just obviously get all of these live bullet reps with Brandon Ayuk and get it with Danny Green and obviously the new guy that they got who's emerging after having a big breakout year last year, Jawan Jennings. Sounds like Jawan Jennings looks really good. I've heard Ayuk looks really good. But I just think for, for Trey Lance right now, with Jimmy Garoppolo not in the building, not on the field, I think this is a really good thing for everybody involved, all parties involved. And I think this allows Trey Lance the opportunity to naturally win over his teammates through his hard work and play, but also not have to look over his shoulder and worry about something that maybe Jimmy Garoppolo says or how his teammates are reacting to him or whatever. So all things are very good when it comes on the quarterback front. But one of the other interesting things regarding the quarterback, and we're going to get to some of the other elements of who was at practice, who wasn't at practice, who looks good, retirements, John Lynch being offered a lot of money. One of the things that I noticed uh, with the quarterback thing this week is that Deshaun Watson, all of the allegations are resurfacing. More people are stepping forward. There's a lot going on with the Texans and their culpability, obviously them giving him uh, non-disclosure agreements. I don't want to get into the legalities of whether or not Deshaun Watson did whatever. What I want to get into is the team that acquired Deshaun Watson, the Cleveland Browns, is kind of in a horrible situation right now. They don't have any first-round picks for the foreseeable future for trading them away for Deshaun Watson. They have Baker Mayfield who wants out. They're trying to shop him. Could Jimmy Garoppolo be a landing spot for the Cleveland Browns? Are, are we sure that they just are going to, you know, say screw it and roll with just Deshaun and Baker? Like, it feels like Baker's gone. I, I'm just – that's a team I've read I've red flagged, and I'm saying to myself – could that be a logical destination for Jimmy Garoppolo, whether it be via a trade, because they don't have a lot of assets? I highly find that doubt. I find that highly doubtful. Or whether that could be, you know, they release him and that's where he ends up landing. It's a situation that I've red flagged and I'm going to be monitoring. There's no doubt about it. I want to see what happens with the Deshaun Watson thing. They gave him a ton of money. They surrendered a ton of draft picks. They don't like their current quarterback. What are they going to do if Deshaun Watson is suspended for an entire year or maybe more? Um, the interesting thing there, obviously, because Calvin Ridley got suspended for an entire year because of gambling, would they go more harsh on Deshaun Watson given there's like 50 people coming forward and saying that this guy's a sexual predator? I don't know. I don't know. Time will tell. So the Jimmy Garoppolo saga for right now is on pause. It's on ice. He is not at the facility. He's not on the field. This is allowing Trey Lance an opportunity to grow. Early returns from the people that I trust. Trey Lance looks really good. He's building rapport with his wide receivers. That's a good thing.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But before we continue on when it comes to 49er quarterback play, one of the most important things for any quarterback, be it Jimmy, Joe Montana, Trey Lance, and every quarterback in between, who is going to be your offensive line? Now, I'm looking at it right now, and you heard later uh, earlier this week that one of their, their stalwart veterans, one of the old school veterans, just in the league, not with the 49ers, Alex Mack is retiring. The Cal product you know, basically spent a dozen plus years in the NFL brought in as a free agent. We thought it was going to be about a one or two year deal, depending on how long he wanted to play. Uh, He did a pretty good job last year. I thought he held up very well. Uh, I thought he held up very well at the center spot. It gave them a veteran. It was a spot that was a glaring hole for them in 2020. And I think they really missed Weston Richburg going back to 2019 when he got injured. And it was a spot that I didn't know how they were going to uh, react to, whether Alex Mack is going to come back or not. They didn't address it in the, in the draft. So I didn't know what to think, but it's definitely something that it's worth paying attention to if you're a 49er fan. Now, just to give you an idea over the last three years, and this is from Leo Luna on Twitter, pressures allowed by 49er centers the last three seasons in 2019, Richburg and Garland, they had a 1,000 snaps. They allowed 18 pressures. In 2020, Brunskill alone, a 1,000 snaps, basically, 31 pressures. Last year, Alex Mack, over a 1,000 snaps, only 12 pressures. That goes to show you how good he was by the rankings of PFF. Now, we know they had a revolving door of quarterbacks in 2020, uh, and but 2019, they had a pretty good stability. Alex Mack really solidified that position. Now, Brunskill did have quality snaps at center, but the body of work uh, with him at right guard, eh, I don't know. I think they might keep him there. I don't know who's going to be that backup center. I don't know who's going to be that starting center right now. So that's a position I'm definitely going to be monitoring because if you're going to start Trey Lance, boy, that's a tall ass to have a young 20-something-year-old quarterback with an unproven center. I really wanted Alex Mack to come back. He's been a great football player for a long time. It's his choice whether he wants to retire. But I'm looking at that offensive line and I'm saying, all right, you lost the left guard, Lakin Tomlinson, in free agency. I, I lost Alex Mack due to retirement. That's two holes on this offensive line. McGlinchey got hurt last year. That's another spot I don't know. So you could have essentially three new starters on that offensive line if Brunskill stays at right guard. Just a lot. It's just something to monitor. It's something to pay attention to. And I just that could be, you know, one of those things that could really derail this organization, could derail Trey Lance's development, or maybe they're so damn good and so damn awesome at at, at offense this year that that's something that doesn't become a story. I don't know. I don't know where we're at. I got to see where we're at in about a month or so when I get down to training camp to monitor. But that's definitely something to look at. Before we continue on, another person who could help the quarterback, no matter who it is, 
Debo Samuel showed up. After all the saga, all the drama, all the craziness, the trade demands, oh, they're going to move him on draft day. Debo Samuel ends up showing up to 49er training camp. And this was very, or I guess, mandatory OTAs. And this is important to me because they were so far apart a month ago. It felt like, oh, my God, during the draft, could the, tra- the Jets trade for him? To have him show up be on the same page as John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, communicate with them, show up, be the rah-rah guy on the sidelines, run some, some, you know, I guess sprints on the sidelines in 49er gear. To me, it was like, hallelujah. The last thing I want to do is go into this season with Trey Lance under center and no Debo Samuel. It's one of the best players in the NFC last year. Clearly this team's MVP on the offensive side of the ball. I want all the weaponry, no matter who's under center, I want all the weaponry I could possibly have. So you look like you have the most dynamic weapons that this organization has had going back to Hurst, Rice, Owens, like early 2000s with Jeff Garcia. You got Ayuk ascending, Jawan Jennings emerging as a number three, George Kittle still an elite, elite tight end, Trent Williams, one of the best darn left tackles in the game. And now you got Debo Samuel back. Now I expect them to have a contract worked out shortly, but the fact that he's been here, Absolutely amazing.